Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to continue with our best 17s. We went through the St. George Illawarra Dragons yesterday. If you want to go back and have a look at that one. Today we're going to go through the Parramatta Eels. Obviously made it to the grand final in 2022. Lose a couple of troops for this season, but they'll be looking to go one better. Will be a huge test for this squad, who uh, obviously went pretty deep last year, despite... Not been that consistent throughout the year, and that's where I think I look at Parramatta and I go, can they go one better? I'm not sure, but can they improve on what they did during the regular season? Definitely they can. They were one of the more inconsistent teams throughout the year. Bringing in my 5'8", once again, Matty the Waterboy. Mate, uh, excited to do Parramatta uh, today after the Dragons yesterday, or what? Yeah, I feel I, I still feel bad about, like, you know, how negative kind of the Dragons one was. And, uh, you know, we're trying to pull positives from where we could, but it was just, it was so tough. So yeah, to, to go to the grand final team is, uh, is a lot better. Yeah, a lot you more said fun. some really hurtful things, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but it, it's a different world when we get over here and we have a look at Brad Arthur's uh, Parramatta Eels side. Matty, uh, off the dome, grand finalist last year. Do you have them as a top four, bottom four of the top eight? Do you have them missing the eight? Where do you have this side sitting as it stands? Real tough one, real mm-hmm. tough one, because obviously they made the GF. Um, did really well in the finals, blah, blah, blah. But have had a bit of turnover. Um, obviously, when they were going to, when it, like they were said, they were going to lose troops, however, however long it was ago, like a year or whatever it was, everyone was like, all right, 2022 is their premiership window and it's going to shut after that. Uh, obviously, not as convinced of that right now, but I don't have them in my four, definitely. Uh, I think they should make the finals, though. Um but it's, it's an uncharacteristically hard team to put together given they were in the grand final. Yep. Um, I'm not really set on a 17 yet. Um, obviously, we'll do our best now. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's quite tough. I don't really know what to think of Para. They're, they're, they're a tough team this year. 
They, they look like a team that if I was a betting man, I'd bet on them finish sixth or seventh. That that if I had to put my money on it, yeah, it it it'd be outside the eight, but making the finals. And as you said, sorry, everyone, sorry, outside the four, but making the finals. Making the finals, yeah. Oh, I think they'll play finals footy, and I think my my main point around that is that you know, as you said last year, everyone said that oh, you know, the premiership window is closing, and you know what, if they would have um, if they would have done their normal Parramatta stuff and won a soft game week one of the finals, lost a prelim, I would have gone okay, nothing's changed. But yep. them getting to a grand final. Going to North Queensland, you know, winning, you know, go, going all the way to that grand final. I, I was pretty fucking impressed with that, to be completely honest with yeah, you. Yeah, so, me too. It was big. Um, I think it's going to come down to what has more impact, them losing Reed and IPAP or the confidence and experience that Moses Brown Gutho gains from going all the way to the big dance last year. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, they have replaced those guys reasonably well. I think that Reed Marnie, they've downgraded, don't get me wrong, going to Josh Hodgson, but... He's a handy guy to have in your side if he's fit and he's on the field and he gels in there. He's a very talented guy. Um, and, yeah, a co- couple of guys in the back row we'll talk about as well that have got upside. But uh, we'll kick off with this team, mate, at fullback, the King Gutho. Uh, he picks himself there. Um, crazy to think, you know. I always forget how young Gutho is still. How, how old is he? I think he's 26, 27. Oh, might, yeah. Do you reckon he's older? No, I reckon you, I reckon you bang on. I reckon you bang on, but, but I, I just—it feels like to me well, he's been around for a while. A club captain or whatever, but it feels like he's been around for ages. He's twenty-eight, to be fair. Actually, he's not that young, but right. it feels like he's been around for a long time. Gutho and what he's been captain of this side for two years. Yeah, maybe even three. Like he—he's he's been there a while now as the skipper, and uh, yeah, I was really happy to see him take him all the way to the grand final last year. Got wow. a brief stint in the Origin Arena. We spoke about it. You know, in the last episode, another guy that got shoved into the centres in New South Wales from fullback. Mm. So, um, yeah, but uh, I thought last year was one of Gutho's better years. He's, he's pretty consistent, isn't he, as a footballer, Gutho? Yeah, I, especially because his game is around, like, effort plays. Like, it's all about ticker. All about ticker, and he's yeah. got so much ticker. So, um, I mean, it's not, like, completely hard for him to replicate that each week. He's, he's just got to turn up and have more hard than everyone else as he usually does yeah. uh gutho so that's why that's why i really really love him because he's just no matter if you go for eels you go on the other team he's just he's given it all and he's clearly the fittest cut in that team so yeah and like it'd be so interesting you know we talk about dylan edwards all the time being a similar guy if you put two premierships next to gutho's name we talk about him in a completely different breath you know if he was in that side. Yeah. i would have loved for him to have a premiership by the end of his career. Yeah. He's just a guy that deserves one, you know? Yeah, I hope he does. Um, So, yeah, Gutho at fullback and the skipper wingers. Mike Asivo picks himself. uh, One one of the most dangerous players in this competition. The other wing's interesting. Uh, You got Simonson, who uh, reportedly he might be in doubt for the first few weeks of the season. I think he got injured in the World Cup from memory. Um, So, we haven't got an exact report on how he's traveling, but hearing, especially from a lot of super coach players that follow that pretty closely, that could present a cheapie for us. So, Simonson, he might be in doubt for the first few weeks. If he's not, I think he's the first choice on that wing. Uh, NRL.com just literally have indefinite. So, yeah, we don't know when he's coming back. Yeah, all right, interesting. So if he's not there, I think it probably comes down to Hayes Dunster. Played a little bit last year, talented guy. Or uh, Sean Russell, who uh, he won the wing spot to start the season last year. I think he played two games, killed it, and then got injured. Yeah. I think bad, he might have yeah. come back and played the last game of the season. He came back eventually, but yeah, it was a pretty bad injury. He got, bad injury. It was a total accident, but he copped some knees to the ribs when he was scoring, I'm pretty sure, by yeah. uh, Campbell. 
talented guy though, Sean Russell. I always find that when he when you see him in the clear and he's running at full pace, Matt, he looks more like Mitch Moses than Mitch Moses does. <laughs> Very fucking similar, the two of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be that wing spot. I think Sivo's got one of them locked down. One of those three guys, Simonson, I think he'll win it if he is fit. Yeah, and if Simonson, I, I probably have it in that order. I'll probably go Dunster, then Russell, but yeah, there's, yeah, there's not so a lot Yeah, so would I. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got something about him, Dunster, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Was it the back end of 21 where he just kind of came out of nowhere and just absolutely killed Deceptively it? Deceptively really strong. Mm. Deceptively really quick. Yeah, he's, a, he's a talented guy. Not sure if he is a winger, uh, but I, I I think he's just a footballer that can sort of play anywhere. Um, centers, Will Penasini, obviously last year wasn't his debut season, but I think it was the year that he really came of age. Yeah. He was very, very impressive. Yeah, that was his his breakout year. He was He was awesome. Yeah. So Will Pettersini, I think he's going to lock down at one of those spots. He'll be better for the run, going to the grand final and whatnot. And, and as much as he had a good season last year, I thought throughout last year, Matty, he also learned a lot of hard lessons as well at oh, times. Oh, yeah, of course. As you should yeah. as a kid that age. But I love how he just bounced back from them. Yeah, especially playing centre. Like, not an easy position. Oh, so, yeah, so. but I, I think people sleep on – I think centre is probably the hardest position in the comp defensively. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, you've got to be making decisions all the time. All the time. And it's not so much about – tackling it's as you said it's making decisions yeah and that's the spot where teams will con- it's the easiest spot to pick someone out and make them look silly happens all the time in the competition uh so he'll be better for the wrong wonga blake uh reportedly he's broken an arm i haven't heard exact reports of that there's been rumors about it i don't know whether it's exactly true or not uh, i think wonga blake he will line up in the centers if he is sweet to go if not i think that's where your dunsters your russells they come into calculation yeah. there as well maddie Yep, agreed. Um, again, NRL.com don't have the Blake injury there, but I'm sure if it's true, we'll, we'll hear about it in the yeah. next, before the preseason challenge starts. Quite possibly could be Porky Pie, so stay tuned for that. The halves, Dill Brown and Mitch Moses. Uh, I think Dill Brown definitely coming off a career year. Mitch yep. Moses up there with a the career year. I think it's his most complete year of footy. He just gets slightly better every year, Mitch Moses. Oh, yes, fantastic. So, but yeah, you're right about Brown. He was... Fucking great last year. How do you think we'll be talking about Brown in twelve months? Do you think he like does he does he keep going to another level or does he sort of plateau a little bit for his career? What what are you sort of anticipating? I mean, I know this probably sounds negative, but like if he doesn't improve on last year, I'm still happy. Yep. Like exactly. he he improved just out of sight last year. Defensively, as we always talk about, he's incredible. Um, I mean Hopefully he, he goes to new heights and of course he's going to improve. Um, I'm just saying like he doesn't have to do a lot to like really impress anyone this year because last year he was fantastic. So, um, and we probably, especially because he just signed that nine year deal as well. Like yes, pressure's off. I mean, not, sorry, the pressure was probably more on Parra than Brown, but um, at least he can just focus on that now. Um, he had a good World Cup. Now, I'm going to just jump ahead to the hooker quickly. We'll come back to the front row forwards. And this is probably my biggest question mark over Parramatta. Reid Marnie departs. Yep. Um, I'll be honest with you. I thought Reid was good last year. I didn't think he was tremendous. I thought he was good. But the thing that I think probably held Reid back a little bit is that the halves are so dominant. Uh, Moses and Brown. And I think this is where Parramatta are really going to miss Reid. He's obviously great defensively. He's, he's, he's crafty and whatnot. But, mate, I think he's got the best dummy half pass in rugby league. You would mm. quite often find that when Reid would get into dummy half and he'd hit Moses or he'd go straight to Dill Brown, he beats a defender with his pass. Yeah. He straight away gets Dill Brown or Mitch Moses on the outside shoulder of their guy. And uh, it's a small thing. 
but it matters so much. I think I think you remember, Matty, when uh, Jacko Hastings was sitting here and he sort of said, like, there's plays where the dummy half, if they throw the ball at your shoulder or behind you, the whole thing's fucked. Yeah. It's not on. Uh, and he sort of said, I would rather a player throw it too far in front of me than too far behind me because it gets me on the front foot. And you watch the way that Reid Marnie passes and when Paramount are at their best, it was when he was putting it out in front and the boys were just coming on to it. Mm. Uh, so I really think they're going to miss that. Not that Josh Hodgson can't pass from dummy half, but Reid's just a different class, isn't he? Yeah, he's stepping into into big shoes there like that just that obviously we, we've all seen Hodgson play the last five six seven eight whatever it is years here we know what he can do um but yeah like that one little element will be a test for him I think the other element to it as well and we'll see how it all plays out but Matty from my experience of watching Josh Hodgson there's been years where and I understand why he is so crafty with the ball around the ruck that yeah. sometimes you feel like he's playing in a hallway and the ball never leaves the ruck and he and you can tell back in the day Aiden sees you Blake Austin you just get a little bit frustrated with him granted that was four or five years ago now so yeah. he's an older footballer I'm sure that he would be arriving at the Parramatta Eels with a task to just get these two halves the ball when they need it get them clean ball when they want it um but there is that lingering worry in my mind that with your junior Paulos your Regan Hammer-Gillards your Sean Lanes these forwards around the middle uh, that we could see a bit of Josh Hodgson ball. I hope not, but it is a concern for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's possible. But as he said before, like, was he captain of the Raiders a few years ago? Like, that was up there with his team. And, and that was the other thing, respectfully to those halves. If it wasn't coming from Josh Hodgson, it probably wasn't happening at that point in time. Yeah. And also, as I said, that was four or five years ago. So, you know, Josh Hodgson then, 28, 27. Now he's a 33-year-old guy coming off an ACL. I think he's just older, wiser. I think he will fit into this side well. And I think if if Moses and Brown, especially Moses, is saying, give me the ball, surely he's walking into that new team, surely. That, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. And I, I think it will happen, but it is, if I had to pick a concern with this side and with him as a signing, that's probably it. But we'll see how it plays out. As I said, 33-year-old, very experienced player in our game. I'm sure that Josh Hodgson will arrive there thinking I'm going to do whatever's best for the Parramatta Eels. So I'm very keen to see how that plays out. The front row forwards, uh, these two pick themselves, Junior Bolo and Regan Campbell-Gillard, two guys that just went to another level last year. And I think that these, I think Parramatta more so than any other team in this competition, Matty, you can tell exactly how they're going to play in the first three minutes by these two. Yep. If they're winning the ruck and they're going forward, good fucking luck. They're going sideways and they're popping off loads early and everything. You go, okay, we're a sniff here. Parramatta's not on. So, and I think when you go back to that Origin game one in Sydney, I think when Junior came on, he did the same sort of thing there. And you, it, it sort it sort of when Queensland got on the front foot. I think I think with a guy like Junior, he's got so much ability mixed in with his size that I think sometimes he can find it hard to find the sweet spot. Yeah, and I think it is the problem with you know guys that have got so much talent. Sometimes you want to do a little bit more than what you need to because you're capable of doing it. Whereas if you had a front row of his size that had no passing game, it would just be up and down all day. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it was pretty... And, and it'd be effective. 100% <laughs> it'd be effective. And I think it was I think it was really noticeable towards the back end of last season when Parramatta started to find consistency and hit good form that RCG and Borlo, they'd both worked that out. Yeah. We need to go north and south and that's when we get on the front foot. Then we can bring that into our game a little bit later. Edgeback rower Sean Lane coming off a career year. He was tremendous. Uh, he's a guy that I think we would all agree is probably a guy that 
could be a smoky for an origin spot this year. He's a different body shape to most guys in this competition. Might need an injury or two, but around origin time, there always is. So, I mean, if Sean Lane was picked in the Kangaroos squad, Matty, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't have batted an eyelid. Yeah, there, there was, I think there was talk around him and, um, and Hutto Young. Well, I thought one of them would be there for sure. I didn't know which yeah. one. I was a bit surprised when neither of them got there. Yeah, me too. I was more shocked about, I, was, I probably thought Young probably just ahead, but yeah. uh, I, I certainly would have blinked if, if Lane was in that Aussie team. So Sean Lane, he'll pick himself on the left edge with Dill Brown out there, one of the best combinations in the league last year. Right edge is interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. There's four names that I've got here. Um, the first one I'm going to strike off the list is Jermaine Hopgood. I've spoken about him a lot. I think he's a 13. I don't think he'll play on the edge. I think he could play there if need be, but I think he's wasted there. I'd be playing him on the ed- at 13. We'll talk about him in a minute. The other one's Ryan Madison, mate. He's played a lot of edge throughout his career, but I think he's too important coming off the bench. He was so, so good off the bench last year. I I know we all refer to Scotty Sorensen as, you know, the ultimate bench guy because of his win percentage at the team he's at. Man, I, I think that if, if Madison was at the Panthers, for example, and he was coming off the bench, if you swap their roles, it'd be a landslide to Ryan Madison. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of that comes from, from the Panthers winning yeah. percentage as well. But, yeah, what Madison came on and, and did last year, like the numbers he was putting up was insane. And, and we are well well past the days of the bench players being like worse than the starting players. Like everyone plays, everyone plays their role. And if Madison's best role is off the bench, also he's not playing the first three games. Well, who knows, but fuck knows. um, So he won't even be there anyway. So I I think he won't just walk back if he's, yeah. I think he's trying to overturn that. Yeah. (laughs) I can't see a world where the NRL goes, okay, fair enough. Now you can pay it. Nah, surely you can't make a decision then backflip i mean if that was during the regular season you almost definitely couldn't no so i'm not sure why but we'll see how it plays out but matto i think that even after the strokes he could potentially end up on that edge but i would rather bring him off the bench i think he's so important there so mate it sort of leaves the door open for two guys a third one bryce carwright he got injured the other day as well but i would have probably had him behind jack murchie coming from the new zealand warriors who he's always been talented he doesn't have a stack of upside but I can see him developing into a good player. The other one I've heard people talking about is Matt Dory from the Canterbury Bulldogs, who he, he made his debut a couple of years ago, looked very, very impressive. Um, ever since then, I haven't been overly impressed by any footy I've seen from Matt Dory, whether it be first grade, New South Wales Cup, whatever it might be. So, solid footballer, but for me, I don't know if he'll be a starting edge player. I think he's going to have to show a lot of improvement. I'm leaning towards Murchie at the moment, mate. Where are you sitting? I have been a Murchie fan for a while, even back yeah. when he was at Cam. I know he didn't. I, oh, he might have played a bit at Canberra, but even like when he was coming through, like yeah. playing for Mounties and that, um, like and, and like the younger grades. I've always been a fan of Murchie. He's got a bit about him. I remember watching him in an Origin game once, under twenties, and he was mm. player of the match. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's got a bit about him. I think I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Maybe it was the back end of the year before. There was he strung like a couple of games together where he, he set up a few tri- like he. We know he's got a bit about him. I, I think, I think it's a it's a it's a good signing for Para, and I would love for him to be the starting back rower. Yeah, you're actually right, mate. I said before he doesn't have a heap of upside. He actually does have a bit of ball playing in him, doesn't he? Mm, and yeah. he, you know, he seems to do it every two years. He has a string of five or six games where you sit back and go, oh, okay, yeah, this guy can play. But then someone comes back from injuries. Like I feel like at the Warriors last year, like if if Josh Curran didn't exist, oh, I think yeah. he would have got a heap more opportunity. So. I think it could be a good little sign for Parramatta. And as I said, I think ideally 
they want to keep Matto on the bench. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood, he will line up in the 13, I believe. Uh, people are saying he'll get the 13 round one because Matto won't be there. I personally think he'll be in the 13 regardless to start games. Uh, I'm not sure what his minutes will look like or how the rotation will work. You might just see Ryan Madison become part of the sort of front row rotation. I wouldn't be surprised to see Hopgood play 50, potentially 60 minutes still. He's got a huge motor. He gets through a stack of work. Great little offload. He's very similar to Ryan Madison. So I think that them through the middle, they could become quite a dynamic little combo, Matty. I am very, very happy to just blindly follow you on this one because you've been talking about him for mm. quite some time, and yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna trust your judgment on this one. This is one I'm reasonably confident on. Yeah, I, and I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. He, he's going to be the goods. He's, uh, he's. I found out the other. I didn't realize he's actually a Queenslander. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sort of. I'm considering making the. The call. The, the Cotter call. The, the, the Cotter call, but I'm not as confident on it. So yeah, right. we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I think Hopgood's going to be one of the signings of the year. 14 jersey. Uh, we spoke about Josh Hodgson, mate. Mm. Um, credit to Parramatta. They signed him more than a year ago. He came out in round one, did an ACL. Yep. Uh, so that hasn't played out perfectly. He's 33 years old, coming off an ACL. Uh, the advantage to it is that he's had the longest possible time that anyone has ever had to recover from that ACL. So at least he gets a full preseason in, whereas if he would have done it in April, September, your preseason's fucked. He's had a whole preseason, so that's the advantage. I still think with a Josh Hodgson that hasn't played a game of rugby league in 18 months, I'm not convinced that 33 is going to be an 80-minute hooker. I think you have to carry a 14, and I think you have to carry someone that can play nine. Would you agree? Push back? What do you I, reckon? I 100% agree. that There is not a percent in me that doesn't think that the four – like he's, he's – they got to help him out at the start of the year. Yeah. I don't. If they want to end the year with um, with either Arthur or or Dijon Azi, uh, in the fourteen, that's fine. But I reckon just to start the year, they need to help him out. Like he's physically, like he hasn't played a full game of footy in what you said eighteen months, and mentally coming from an ACL, it, it's it's tough. And then he's got to play eighty minutes in the middle. I think it's an absolute no brainer. You got to you got to help him out. And when you train. have a look through uh, the rest of this squad. There is only one other hooker, and mate, to be honest with you, there's only one other guy I would trust at hooker. Mm. It's Mitch Rain, yeah. who, when you think about the 14s in the modern game, Mitch Rain doesn't really spring to mind. He's not going to bring you much punch or whatever. Um, I wonder, is there a world where Mitch Rain maybe starts and they bring Josh Hodgson on for the back 60 maybe? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I, I've never thought about it until I sat here right now. No, no, neither. But... Um. It could be something to consider. We, we know Mitch Rain, a tremendous um, defensive player, not much in attack, uh, whereas Josh Hodgson has got that to his game. So Maybe just, yeah, just to take the sting out of it a little bit. Similar to just what Penrith's doing Penrith, with uh, yeah. Mitch Kenny. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hate it. In fact, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a pretty good call. The problem so is with like a, the year. a Mitch Kenny, oh, sorry, the advantage of a Mitch Kenny is you can shove him in at lock as a middle forward. Mm. Don't feel that confident with a guy like uh, Mitch Rain. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like I think but, he's sort of... But I think this is for the sole purpose of like, Hodgson. Hodgson, yeah. Do you think that he will be an 80-minute hooker at some point throughout the year? It's really hard to judge, isn't it? Because... Timmy seemed confident he would be, but I don't know if that's the Canberra Raider talking in him. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's getting he's getting a bit older now. Hodgson, obviously the game's kind of speeding up. Um, he's coming off the injury. Uh, by the end of the year, he'll be fine, but um, I really don't know. I'd be guessing if I was to give you an answer. I, I'd probably lean him towards no, to be honest. 
Because I think from memory, there was even times last year where they gave Reed Marnie a spell as well. Oh, yeah. Reed Marnie wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't playing, playing for the year. whole year. Yeah. Bits and pieces where he was. And I think yeah. towards the back end, he was. And I think I think that'd be their aim to have him on for 80. Mm. If, it, you know, if slash when they play finals footy. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do there. I think they will go Mitch Rain. One guy that you mentioned there, mate, obviously Jacob Arthur played a bit of footy last year, featured in the grand final. What a try scorer in a grand final. Yeah, I know. How good was that? How fucking good. That was the best. Unreal. Um, the other one, one of our boys, we've always liked Assy. Love him. Huge fan. Yeah. Um, was at the Warriors last year and oh, sorry, mate, if I had to put together all the games that everyone played in the halves, Assy was probably my most impressive. Yeah, hundred percent. What was it his first game? Was it against the Raiders, maybe? Potentially. He killed it. He did really well. Yeah. He yeah. was so good. So mm. he's a guy that I think that if you're gonna play Hodgson for 80. I think Assey would be my first choice 14. I'm, I think based on last year, they'll probably go with Jacob Arthur. Yeah. But uh, I, I think Assey's got a bit about him. Uh, bench, we assume Ryan Madison's going to be there, mate. He might not be there the first three weeks, but I think he's, you know, the best sub player in the game at the moment. So Maddo will be there. Um, then you've got, I've got f- four names written down here to fill into two spots. I think Makatoa. He's probably likely to take one of them. I thought he was really impressive last year. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i has left, who was playing on the edge, could play in the middle as, middle as well. But I think Makatoa, are you, are you happy to lock him in for a bench spot? Oh, no, I'm not going to lock him in, but, it, but he's probably um, my number one choice out of the rest. So if you're talking about locking him in that, in that case, then yes. Um, but I'm certainly not going to. There is a wild it. card there, though, isn't there, Nathan Brown? Yeah, we were talking about this before. It's so weird what's happened there. Like, yeah, playing, got, playing it's, Origin two years ago. It's one of the strangest situations for him to essentially not play a game last year or didn't play a game for at least a 15-week stretch. Mm. And then grand final week, they bring him back in. It's just very, very bizarre. There's been rumours left, right and centre about him joining other clubs this entire preseason. I, was, I would have bet a lot of money that he would have gone to Melbourne. It just it just made sense. Going where? To Storm. Storm. It just yeah. made sense. Like they they've lost so many forwards, and obviously there was something going on there at Para. Um, but he's still there, so it's and he's so good. So I don't know. Well, so man, I, I even said when when Jackson signed with Newcastle and they lost Clemmer, I said, "Fuck, you should reach out to Nathan Brown. Yeah. He'd be perfect to take up there. You probably oh, he'd be good off in front row short. Like there's a number of teams that could really do with him. I even thought like when Takiaho left the Roosters. Yeah, It'd be another perfect little home there to fit there. So I'm a little bit surprised to still see him at Parramatta, but I guess giving him a grand final jersey, maybe that's buried. Hatchets there. Fuck knows, trying to work that out. Yeah. Uh, off of Higgy Ogden's there as well. He obviously played for the Canterbury Bulldogs a couple of years ago, fell out of first grade, has now made his way back to Parramatta. The other one is whoever doesn't get that back row spot out of Murchie and Dory, I think it'll be Dory. He'll be another potential guy to get on, a be- on the bench there, but... If all four of those guys are available and fit, I think I go Makatoa and Nathan Brown, mate. Yeah, me too. Especially because you got a fourteen. Maddo will probably be the bench there, so I'd probably throw in two middles. Um. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Probably be yeah, Makatar and Brown. Yep. I think so too. I really hope we see Nathan Brown get back to just being in a first grade saw. It's just I don't understand. I don't I don't know what happened. Oh, I love Nathan Brown. Same I met him um well I was in Origin Camp in twenty twenty. But it was the COVID, I think it was the COVID one, so we didn't really get to interact with him that much. But um he's one of the nicest blokes I've ever met. Yeah. So I really loved him at South. People forget he was at South. He was only at South for a year. He had a bit more, um, quote unquote, grubbing him back then. He was a lunatic back then. Oh, yeah. I loved him. I was spewing when he went to Para, but Para offered him um, good cash. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I'll never forget, and no one else will probably care about this outside of you, Matty, but <laughs> I remember when he made his Origin debut. Yeah. The next morning, his first hit up, he bowled someone out of the way or something. His, yeah. his first hit up was a really good carry. And I just found a photo online of his first hit up of, of someone falling back. And I just remember going, like, this is what Nathan Brown's about. It was a simple yeah. post. I was uh, I was on my way to work. I'd parked my car. I was sitting in the parking lot. And I made it in about 15 seconds and posted it. And still to this day, it's one of my top five or six posts ever. Wow, really? It took me about four seconds to make. Comp- didn't didn't even look at it until lunchtime again during the day, mm. and you, you'd understand what it's like when, when you're making content. You put so much effort into shit, and it yeah. just goes, yeah. And then you put no effort whatsoever into something, and it, it just, just goes, goes bang. bang. Yeah, Blows so up. true. Shout out to Brownie, great knock there, <laughs> Maddie. Anything else in this Parramatta side, mate? Nah, it's just yeah, a lot a lot of contentious, a lot of contentious kind of positions, but definitely should be playing finals this year. And I think they are the sort of team you don't want to play in finals. No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> you did the last couple of years before the grand final. Before last year, but now now yeah. I think we're looking at them a little bit differently. Even if they finish eighth, mm. they're still not a team that are... Since that 2021 final series when Par- uh, Penrith knocked them out, yep. when they really showed a lot in those in those couple of games that they played, um, and then obviously making the GF last year, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to play them in the finals. Yeah, and I mean, it. Uh, it's not ideal. Obviously, it looks like Ryan Madison will be out for the first three weeks. Their start isn't great. Mm. They play Melbourne round one. That's the, first, yeah, that's the first game of the year, isn't it? That like is for the everyone. first game of the year, yeah. yep. So Melbourne's record in round one is unbelievable. Phenomenal, yeah. Cronulla round two. Tough. Round three, they play Manly, but I think that'll be Turbo's first game of the season. Yep. Round four, Penrith. Round five, tough. Roosters. Oh, it's tough. So it is a real... They have got a couple of home games in there. Thankfully, three out of the five are home games, uh, but they have to go to Four Pines and Allianz Stadium to play the Roosters. So uh, you'd want it like for them, they'd be like three out of five would be fucking great. I reckon out three of out of five. If Matto's not there, yeah, would be huge. Would be great. Yeah, three out of five would be a huge knock if, if they can get that done. So, but if they, as you know, as sim- similar to South last year, they had a very similar start. Mm. What did they finish? Two from five. Well, they throw. I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. They, they, but I, I remember... They lost one in Golden Point. They lost to Melbourne in Golden Point. They lost the first week. I, I yeah, don't they lost to Brisbane the first week. That's right. It was 11-4. Yeah. And that was, that was meant to be the easy game. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as a tough start isn't ideal, 
at the same time, it can be the best thing for you as well. Yeah. If, if we can get to round, you know, four and they've beaten Penrith and they've knocked over some of these other teams, mm. they, they also get to host Penrith after the grand final at home. So that'll be fuck. That's going to be huge. That one. That'll be massive there at Combank. That'll be unreal. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. Once again, we'll have beers and break-evens. We'll be returning on Wednesday. We'll be going through the CTW, so that'll be a huge episode. That'll be massive. And then Thursday afternoon, 3 p.m., uh, we will be going through the front row forwards and the 2RFs. So mainly 2RFs will touch on the shit show that is front row forwards as well. Plenty of content coming. Then hopefully later in the week, uh, myself and Maddie will get stuck into another best 17. If you'd like to leave in the comments your team that you want us to do, I think now we've got four teams left, Maddie. I think we'll save the Dolphins for the very end. I think I'd like to just watch one of the trials. That's fair. Yeah. That's boring though, mate. Maybe we should do it before to spice it up. Maybe we're going for it with a blindfold. Yeah, let's do that. I like that. All right, yeah. sweet. <laughs> They'll still be last though because I want to see if they sign anyone over yeah. the next few weeks. Yeah, sweet. But your team, I don't know who we've still got to do. I think we've got the Cowboys and Cowboys. Two other teams. Have we done the Dogs? Mate, yeah, I reckon it's Cowboys, Dogs, Tigers. Tigers, Dolphins. Dolphins. I think it's those three. So if you support those teams, or if not, you want us to go through one of those, let us know in the comments. That might not be right. Do your own research. Go and have a look. Uh, we'll be getting stuck into those. Uh, hopefully get them all done before trials start on the 9th of Feb. I think that's achievable, Matty. How many days is that? That's Today's the 27th. So that's 13 days away. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. We'll I'm going to back us. We'll do that. All right, guys, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe for me, like, comment, all the good stuff, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 